trusty land lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Yep. And my wife is on fire. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. She's on fire. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Did you not just see the episode? I did. Well, there you have it. That's why. Welcome, everyone, to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Yes. And as Quartermaster One Fourth has already said, this is our first thoughts episode for the episode called Bleeding Through. And this was written by Jane Espenson, who I saw yesterday at WonderCon. WonderCon. Yep. I did yell out, Jane. She did not hear me. That's okay. Aw. It was also co-written by David Thompson, too. Absolutely. This is podcast number 221. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 221. Yay. So I'm not going to type this down because if I type it down, I could get in trouble with Google. I'm going to call this. I'm going to call this. Let's see. Let me get my. Uh, let's see if I have. Well, don't get in trouble. Sounds. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. So I call this sexy, scary apologies. Oh, That's yeah. That's my subtitle oh, for yeah. this episode. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into it then. Yes, let's do it. Because I took lots of notes too. Excellent. Because now I've seen it twice. Yes. <laughs> so I took lots of notes. Yes, yes. So a lot of things. The. Apple basket. Well, before we get to that, Regina was wearing the blue dress, Mm -hmm. putting on red earrings. Blue is very calming, but the red is the fire, so she still has that fire, even though she's calmed down a bit. Mm -hmm. Love the dress, by the way, and Lana looked amazing in it. She looked amazing the whole episode. Here, here. um, But anyway, I wanted to point that out because I thought that was interesting that here she's wearing blue, but then she puts in red earrings, so she's still got that little bit of fire there. Yes. Just like me. Yeah, fire. <laughs> so the apple basket was yes. on the front porch. Yes, yes. And go ahead. It, it, just as a geek out thing, the house, it appeared that they used the actual house yeah. for filming. I'm pretty sure Because they went do. straight in the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was Zelina. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use it for filming. I don't think they have, like, Regina's house built on a set. I don't think so. Maybe some of the Probably rooms. Probably some of the rooms up. But for sure, right in there. Yeah, maybe the upstairs. So I don't know. But but point is, yep. they went so. inside the house. But yes, the basket on the porch, mm-hmm. if you notice, it looks an awful lot like a broom. The, the handle, the yes. Ha- well, correct. The whole thing. The okay. handle was very stick-like, right. which reminded me very much of Zelina's broom. Yes. And then the basket itself was kind of like straw, the okay. way it was woven. Right. I it, get The you. pattern, it yep. very much resembled the bristles of a broom. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, kind of a little bit of a clue. Has that been the first time there has been a basket of apples at a door? 
No, I vaguely recall Regina leaving a basket, bringing a basket of apples to Emma when she first got to Storybrooke. Right. Like pilot or second episode, maybe and, even third. And yeah, Henry going, no, 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 no don't eat that. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. It, it was just she was staying at Granny's. Yeah. Regina brought this basket of red apples. Right. And she was telling the story about the uh, the apples, which she, she called them honey cameos. crisp. Oh, cameos! She called them Honeycrisp, yeah, but they were actually red delicious. Yeah, they're clearly red. Delicious. I'm not gonna quibble, but yeah. anyway, that's the second time we've seen a basket at a doorway. Yes. So uh, Zelina already appears inside. Yep. And she's wearing a dark green leather dress. Well, I think the dress was black, but the blouse she's wearing was green for sure. Okay. So. Anyway, she was kind of popping in like Rumple always does. Oh, yeah. He just appears. She learned from the master. Right. So, Zelina called the apples a gift. Yes. And it was funny. One witch giving apples to an evil queen who also gave apples away. It was kind of funny. Well, yeah. And that's so. considering that's her signature. It was her signature move on Snow, too. Yes. Which is kind of funny. And I was wondering what Zelina was drinking. It looked a little darker than apple juice. I don't know what yeah, it was. Wine sure it or something. It was supposed to be, I don't yeah, know. I'm sure it's supposed to be some sort of wine. But, or aperitif, maybe a sherry or something like that. Port. I don't know. So Adam and Eddie, I guess, really like apples because they give us these apple little monologue explanations about things. So Zelina was saying that red apples are so sickly sweet. Right. I beg to differ. I like a good honey crisp. Actually, mm. the honey crisp are pretty good. Yep. Red and delicious are kind of not, unless she was counting honey well, crisp as red compared to green apples. Oh yes, red delicious are very sweet. So green apples, Zelina was saying, have a sharper yeah. People taste, like which people is want true. more of a sharp taste. Yes, and Something so Regina said, "You mean bitter?" So. <laughs> yeah, green apples are bitter. Yeah, which I think is funny because clearly they weren't talking about apples at that point in time. And I, I know I'm I'm wading out onto thin ice, but women do have this multi-layered thing going on, especially in a very tense discussion well, sure. with another woman who they really don't like. Mm -hmm. But on the surface, they want to make it look like, oh no, we're being very nice, and I'm smiling, and we're talking, mean girls. but they're really not talking about what they're talking about, right? So, so when she was saying when when Zelina was saying the red the red apples are so sickly sweet, right. don't you think? Mm -hmm. In her head, she's saying you're far too um, passive. You're far right. too right. sweet. Mm -hmm. You're far too. She almost basically called her weak, yeah. which is funny because if she knew what Regina was capable of, the way we know what Regina right. was capable right. of, I don't think she would have said that so much. And that's why Regina turned around and said, you know. Green apples are bitter. Right. And Zelina kept throwing around sisterly this, sisterly yes. that. So sisterly we have bye, this. Sisterly talk. Right. right. Which is funny because actually, actually, she does give her a bit of sisterly advice. She doesn't realize she's giving it to her, right. but she really does. And here's what I'm saying is when they're in the, in the living room after she sat down and, oh, this is so luxurious, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, the problem is, Regina, you have all this you have every advantage and you still turn your back on every opportunity for happiness. You don't take risks. So right. again, that was a kind of an urging her to take risks. Zelina meant for something evil, mm -hmm. wicked, but I'm, 
taking it to mean for the end of the episode. Who? Yes, absolutely true. And I will also say this is I think a lot of what Zelina was saying to Regina, Regina was saying to Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. It reminded me a lot of that whole training scene is, you know, this and that. And the word trial came up later on yep. to Zelina mm-hmm. in a scene. And I was thinking about that is Emma's had a rough life, but not as rough as Zelina. And so the trial that she had to kind of work through was conjured by right. Regina. Right. So, but Zelina's had to fight kind of like Cora in, in yeah. a way. Yeah. So anyway, way. it was just the, the the parallel I was I was seeing there. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It was funny that the comment that Regina made if you want your superpower to be envy, be my guest. Yeah, go right ahead. And Zelina said, "Envy is just another word for ambition," and and so it was this whole this, this whole interpret interpretation of different words. Sure, it was it was a very wow. a very thought provoked argument. Yeah, that didn't get loud. No, so. it, yeah, it was very very calm, and it was interesting that Zelina's comment to Regina was that she cast a curse which is basically a fancy way of running away right. which i thought was hilarious mm-hmm. and uh and regina's you know kind of snapped back at her too and I, it, it was but a very then, interesting conversation but regina really got to the heart of the matter and was like okay seriously you're not here for sisterly advice why are you really here right and but zelina's curse is really sour grapes yeah because is. she's always talking about basically using her life to get stronger. Right. But actually, that's not the case at all. She wants to go back and change her life. Right. Which is actually running away in a way. In a, in a way. Yeah, she it, is. She is because she even sat on the couch. She sat there and she said, I work. I work see, hard. You right. don't do anything. You've had everything handed to you and I have to work for all this. And I'm thinking to myself, really? You have incredible yeah. powers and you can't just conjure up things that you want. A curse isn't working. A curse isn't it's not. It's so. n- that's not gonna. It's mm-hmm. not gonna change anything. It's not gonna do anything for you. The, you know, and really came down to it when Zelina said, "I see why our mother was so disappointed in you," and so Regina said, "Disappointed in me." She gave you away, and that was really that was that was a pretty it. nasty zinger, actually. And then it was a very Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. When Zelina said, "Do you feel it, sis? He's taking your heart, the dark Ooh. one." Yeah, and it, it reminded me of remember when we were in the storm cellar and they said, Regina said, "Do you feel this dark magic, Emma? Do you feel that?" Oh yeah, yeah. it was like I uh, I don't know. She she probably feels it now. I'm but sure she can. Yeah, at least sense something now. The Rumple and Robin and Roland scene was in. Incredible. Oh my god. Okay, but first, what the heck is wrong with Rumple? He f- totally looked unkempt and like dirty and mm-hmm, kind of right. really dingy and very he looks beat up. Right. You know, not like, you know, physically punched beat up, but he looks like he's cage, been just huh? I, Yeah, I know. I just my heart broke for him. I was yeah. like, "Oh, he looks so horrible." And he looked so sad. He looked so tortured. He he just really you knew he didn't want to be there. You knew he didn't want to do this. Cuz Rumpel's not the same person. He's totally a changed man, which I love. <clears throat> and so for him to have to be there and have to do it, 
it was just, oh, that was so heart-wrenching. It was, I would imagine it's very hard to play those two sides of that character. Oh, yeah. The one is, I'm being controlled to do this. But on the other side, those little asides he kept telling Robin, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Right. Right. But basically, I have to. Yeah. He so, had no control. He had no control. And, uh, you know, so Robin said, you know, I, I I don't want to do this either. And he shot the arrow. He said, my arrow never misses its mark. And uh, Rumpelstiltskin changed the target. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I'm quite sure that most everything that Robin shot, he hit. Mm-hmm. But in this case... Rumple had magic and just changed a target and pointed at his son. Right. It was a very, very suspenseful, well-done scene, oh, I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And that was so heart-wrenching, too, with, with Robin. You know, seeing just the... <gasps> right. What have I done? You know, think, you know, because, of course, he, he, he was trying to defend Regina's heart, which I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he feels very strongly that he needs to protect her. Because I think he's kind of fallen for her, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that he just kind of shot the arrow without thinking. Right. He didn't think that through. If you're going to shoot an arrow at the dark one, that's kind of futile because all he has to do is disintegrate it. He, it's not going to hit him. When was the last time an arrow was stopped? Do you remember? When was it last time? Mm. Oh, 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 well, Snow stopped the arrows, stopped them from shooting at Regina. Right. Snow ordered them stopped. Yeah. But Blue actually stopped them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue stopped it. But I knew it was because, you know, Snow had requested. Anyway. All right. So the Dark One did, in fact, get Regina's heart. Well, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that was very. Smart. I I love the new Regina running up to Robin. In the past, she would have just been angry. Oh yeah, and let everybody have it. But she, she wasn't angry nope. at the moment or at the people who didn't follow orders, which normally she would have been. But she thought ahead and planned ahead well, instead of at that moment. She did, and that was the beautiful part: is that she was actually thinking with her heart even though it's not there, which tells me that she's not like her mother. Right. Her mother had no, her mother's heart was just a, you know, it was just a piece. There was nothing there. But Regina actually has more in her body than just her heart that has the goodness, which I love that we get to see that. Now, what I I was thinking is, you know, she comes running up and she looked amazing, you know, and, and then she, um, uh, she sees what's going on and she realizes that something happened and mm. that it's too, I think she realized at that point it's too late because she knew when Robin was hugging Roland like that, when he put him down and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what happened? And she's he's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I, he got it. And she's like, don't worry, nothing's more important than the loss of a child. Right. Yeah. And that was when I was like, because is everyone okay? Yes. It's okay because nothing's more important than a lot. And I was like, oh. Regina yeah. has a new set of priorities. She which does. Is really really great. the The next section, uh, Regina and Belle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought was another fantastic moment. Yeah, it was. But before that, really quickly, one last thing with Regina and Robin is she kind of looks at him and she's like, 
don't worry, I'm going to stop her. It was yeah. almost like she was confiding in a best friend. She's like, you know what? I'm not mm-hmm. dead. That means she needs my heart. She needs me alive for something else or some other purpose. So you know what? I'm going to stop her. Right. So it's kind of like, a, you know what? Because she, what she almost did to your kid, because what she's doing to everybody else, and because I trust you more than anybody else, I'm letting you know I'm going to stop her. It was really kind of a cool moment. I loved it. You know, and I love empowered, strong women. You know that. Oh, yeah. I think everybody knows that. But I also, in fact, love this Regina that's part of a group. Mm-hmm. This whole, the whole Neverland thing. Yep. Where we have the Avengers, yeah. you know, and all that. This is another great part of Regina's personality, journey. journey. Yeah, it and is. And this is really fantastic where she isn't saying she can't do something, but she's, you know, asking others, you know, or, or helping others. Yeah. Using her power right. to help other people. That's that, that, now that's strong. That's really strong. Yeah. So and really awesome. So, so anyway, Regina and Bell. That was yes. another great, fantastic scene. That was fantastic. I I've heard things in in this episode that I've never heard in this show, and it mm-hmm. really it warmed my heart. It really yeah. did. To to hear Regina tell Bell, I need your help. Yep. Wow. Well, and at first I was a little. Worried that it was a Zelina shape shifting again. Okay, yeah. I got to be tell- honest. I'm a little spooked now. Anytime mm-hmm. because you know Ariel, that whole Ariel thing. Got it. So, mm-hmm. but then I realized, no, no, no. This really is Belle, and I thought it was really cool the way they actually um, Belle Belle stood up to her. And so when she finally, you know, says, "Why in the world would I help you? You locked me away in a tower in your castle. Then you put me in an asylum for 28 years." You know, and she's like, I, I know, I know, I'm really, really sorry. And uh, but what was funny before she said that, she goes, "So why in the world, why on earth, or in any realm, would I help you?" And she goes, "Oh, so bookworms got teeth." I love that. True. She's like, mad respect for standing up to her because right. Regina, being the evil queen, being the evil queen, and having the power she has, she could have easily just disintegrated Belle, turned mm-hmm. her into a rose. Right. So I mean, it was really cool that she respected her for standing up to her. But and then that's when she kind of said, "Okay, now I'm going to get vulnerable here and go. I need your help. Right? I really need your help. I'm really sorry. I'm very sorry." And that's when I was like, "Oh, that was such a great moment." You know, as as I I peruse Twitter a lot and I see the passion of the fans, yeah, for this show, and I really want to direct the fans of this show to really watch the characters on this show. And what they do. Regina was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She listened to what <laughs> Belle had to say. As tough as it was to hear. She could have said, I'm not listening to this. Right. But she listened to it. Yeah, she did. And she said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. yeah. She owned up to it. We've heard this term a lot, too. Robin Hood has said it and yep. different things. She owned up to it. She said, I did that. That was in the past. Right. Right now, we have to stop the woman right. who's puppet mastering your boyfriend. Or so she may never see him again. She rallies Belle yeah. for the cause. She's not conniving her. Nope. But she's rallying her. Nope. She's being honest. Right. She is saying, look, the reality is your boyfriend being controlled by the dark one. By the dark one, who is your boyfriend, is being controlled by this crazy half-sister right. of mine. And by the way, we got to stop her. 
So Regina says, I'm sorry, Belle. I really, really am. Now, that is the key yeah. to life. Yeah. Is when you are Sincerely. faced with something, yeah. you apologize. Sincerely. It's a lost art. It's a lost art these days. Yeah. And, you know, when we're passionate about something and we say something in the moment and then we kind of let that be, mm-hmm. it's hard to apologize. But... You know, yeah. the characters on these show are showing great, you know, uh, important things to do. Yeah. As well as other things. And we'll, well get to sure. that. But sure. <laughs> anyway, sure. it's just I really love these types of moments because we're seeing we're seeing a character in three dimensions. An evil queen who has done all kinds of different things to people mm-hmm. at, at a point in time of growth in this journey. She now says. I'm sorry, Belle. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. And then she asks for the candle. Right. And then when Belle it, hands her the, the candelabra, she goes, not that Liberace, right. which I thought was beyond funny because there's Regina's snark. We still need she, snarky Regina, uh, even though absolutely. she's apologizing to people. You, it, we can't give that Like old habits die hard. Right. And of course, it was hilarious that she said that. I thought that would, and and by the way, do you find it also very amusing that Belle basically handed her what looked like Lumiere? Right, sure. You know, and again, it's another one of those one off characters. It's like, well, couldn't he have helped? Was he sleeping? I don't know. So, yeah, we don't know. Anyway, so the double sided candle, uh, Belle said its power is gone now. Right. It's just a relic. And I am certainly aware of people that feel that relics do have some type of power and so anyhow yeah that is true so regina said this isn't about how my mother died it's about how she lived and i wondered did the candle capture her soul you know what i mean i I don't think it was that i think it was just a way to communicate with her because again and we see later in the seance what i call the seance scene is that she explains that uh, it's a way to communicate because you need certain elements. And we'll kind of get to that when we get to that scene. Yep. So, but no, I thought that was a, that was a fantastic little scene. Cora in the tavern was a lot like Mila. It reminded me of. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that, that struck me. She's a barmaid. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she's a barmaid. So, I, th- I found that was one of the things that was interesting is I'm like, wait a minute, she's the miller's daughter. I thought she was supposed to just sell the grain. But apparently she explains that she has, you know, she she takes this job on. And she told Prince Jonathan when she bumped into him. And again, I love that they set it up as a typical, you know, uh, body tavern scene where, you know, everybody's trying to pinch her and grab her, wanting to dance with her. And the drunk men are, you know, coming after her. And everybody's, you know, laughing and having a good time and being drunk and being a little obnoxious. And then she bumps into Jonathan. We'll call him Jonathan because that's what he said. But, um, she, you know, they're talking and he, and he said, I know that, you know, even though you're, you're here all week, you're, you know, you're, you're nothing but nice, you know, and this is just a terrible situation. And she says, well, someone once told me to act like you want, to, act like what you want to be. So I try right. to be a little better than I am. So I'm going to just say this. How is her... Exposing herself to being harassed and pinched and prodded and fondled and grabbed and whatever by these drunken men in the bar better than being a miller's daughter. 
That's what I'm trying to figure because, out. Because she would never have met them being a Miller's daughter. I guess that's the truth. And that makes sense. So he said, you work in a tavern, but you move like a lady. So they could tell. They can yeah. try and grab and push and all that. Yeah, and yeah. she just kind of swoops around and says, yeah. nope, I still have to... And that must be the part that I kind of like glossed over in my head Mm -hmm. because all I kept thinking about was, wow, she's just, um, yeah. She's learning. I couldn't get past the whole what happened next part is what I think just stuck in my head. I'm like, really? Wow. Okay, then. So anyway. So, you know, the way way I looked at it was fake it till you make it. And so she was really, in a way, it was kind of like every night was a party at the castle. Yeah, and so she was trying to kind of learn how to deal with all these different types of people, personalities, yeah. talking in and out of situations. So uh, that, that Prince, makes perfect sense. Prince Jonathan, a trickster. Oh, dude, he flirts like crazy. So, and and I was thinking a lot of the storybook characters have done that. They've tricked and hid their real true self. Aladdin, just one example yeah. of somebody who put themselves off as somebody else like a prince or some type of sure sure but they were actually not right so. exactly exactly well and the thing that struck me is you know she sees the royal crest right and she doesn't she doesn't recognize his name she doesn't mm-hmm. know who he is right and and i say that because i mean don't you think if you live in the realm where the prince is the prince of it or even if in, even if it's a somewhat neighboring realm you pretty much know who the royal family are i mean that's kind of common knowledge so it's kind of interesting that she didn't pick up on the fact that he wasn't really you know she assumed he was a prince and then uh, you know they're sitting there talking she's barely spoken to him all week it seems or maybe she has you know well he mentioned that there was he, he's noticed her over he time. noticed her but so. that doesn't mean they had any real conversation right, right. okay you know and she of course told him and he you know oh when you correct you when you're wrong yeah which happens quite often okay but again that's not a real like that's not like dating getting to know you kind of a thing that's you know he's a customer in a tavern she wanted to get out she wanted out she wanted she to wanted get out. out she wanted to get better she wanted to be in a better position than she was in i totally get that so again that was just that it didn't endear her to me anymore okay. in fact by the way the, just letting you know <laughs> I, I loved i loved his comment about being a kernel of corn in the hen house oh yeah and so i spelled it c-o-l-o-n-e-l yeah. kernel corn yeah i thought it was kind of funny yeah that is pretty funny so why did he ask her to marry him well i think he i know why because he was trying he was seducing her he was trying to get her up to his room because that's his mo but here's the funny thing is that he okay so he put the straw of ring the straw ring on her hand and said i'll turn this into gold in two weeks when i return which is very much a foreshadowing of what she would later be able to do Mm -hmm. as well as the relationship with rumple right true so Mm -hmm. that was interesting um and uh, he said, "Meet me at the crossroads," right? Which is very much like the song. Mm-hmm. I went down to the crossroads, okay, to make a deal with the devil. Yeah, and that blues song. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So two weeks time. I don't know. It's magical. Two weeks something, but probably a foreshadowing well, to what we're talking about. And as a little side note. Maybe it's a geographical oddity, like in Oh yeah, Brother, could where be, right. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't this a geographical oddity? I'm Two a, weeks from everywhere. Yeah. I'm, a, 
run, run uh, off. And if if you have not yeah. seen that movie, by the way, freaking unbelievably awesome. It George is quirky, Clooney's but it's very, very Dude, funny. You need to see. Oh, it. brother, where yeah. art thou? And yeah, it's a retelling it. of the uh, the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Yeah. So well, they claim it's not, but it really yeah. is. If you watch it if you know anything about Greek mythology. Anyway, uh, all right. So the the Ring of Straw works wonders on Korra. Boy, oh boy, you give me a ring of straw, oh, dude. Well, I will and I keep love the, you company. Okay, and and again, she can wait two weeks. Nope. See that again. That also does not like endear me to her cause anymore. I know. Because <clears throat> I'm sorry, she just basically threw herself at him and goes, "Hey, you know what? Since we're engaged, I think I it's mean, the royal crest ask- plus the straw Absolute. ring." The straw that broke the camel's back. There you go. Or put the camel on her back. Oh, boy. Um, no, what it was was it was, you know, the, the crest and it was a, an anticipation of what was going to happen. And right. what was interesting is he had a handkerchief with the crest on it. He didn't have the rings. He didn't have any of that stuff. That was his only, like, ID was a handkerchief. Right. Oh, no, he was playing her for sure. He was absolutely and, and playing her. So... You know, and, and and you're you're right. It probably was just a sedu- a seduction ruse, and absolutely. that's all it was. Absolutely, but, but I I do want to say this no. because he told her. He said the next two weeks without you're going to be tortured, and I'm thinking to myself, then dude, marry her right now and take her with you. Right. Why can't you do that? So he he was very much a sleaze ball. Yeah, but what I what I didn't anticipate. Or what I what I really and that's not the right word. It just made me dislike Cora even more. Okay. I get that she was in a terrible situation, but he he, he wasn't helping, and he wasn't he, any better. He would no, he was no better. So, Believe me, he was no better, uh, not at all. So so hey, I do want to say this, and a lot of people have said, Jeff, this is a family friendly podcast. Thank you. Yes, it we, is. We try our best. But tonight's episode, I was not family friendly. Nope. I, I, there was a number of things besides being scary. <laughs> there was all oh. kinds of kissing and oh, things yeah. and all, all kinds, kinds of, stuff. of mm-hmm. if, if the show isn't family friendly. Nope. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. So I know. What, what, what are your thoughts about that out there in listening land? I, we we do our best. I mean, we joke and little things here and there, but I mean, to cover the show. Sure. I mean, we could leave certain things out nope. and we, nope. we... That's not us. But, I mean, anyway. So, I just wanted well, to kind we'll, of bring we'll, that up. We'll tone it down as best we can, but we're going to discuss what happened in the right. show. I'm not yeah. going to water it down for too much. I'll water it down a little bit, but not not, not enough. No, I, I didn't put my, my second question in, but I'll just say, what would she do for the ring of gold? Just, there you go. Ring of straw? <laughs> wow. Ring of well, gold? Ring of wow. straw that's good, that with the promise of a, go- of a gold I one know, coming right, in two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Let's let's move forward. Off, yes, the, off the thin ice. Yeah. Emma warns Hook about the apples in Regina's house because, boy, she knows. She knows for sure. Can she I make you a turn? Sure. Can I make you the best turnover you ever had? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. please no. Yeah. Okay. And David and Mary Margaret arguing over baby names had me busting out laughing. And I thought it was very funny that she's like, <laughs> David's basically telling Emma, talk some sense into your mother. She right. wants to name your brother. 
<laughs> Leopold. And what's wrong with Leopold? That was my father's name. Yeah. And our kid would get teased right. and beat up. My father was a king. Yeah. And that's why that's he right. did not get made fun of. <laughs> I, I I don't I, I I'm trying to stick to the plan, but I just want to say we have friends that yeah. name their child a name. They tried their best to find one that wasn't um, making funnable, right? And they did missed a huge thing. So I mean, there must be a way to say you know what kind of name are you talking about? Can be used the people I think you're talking about. Yes, and well, I'm not no, going we, to say we don't that have to name. say there. Why not? Okay. They named their child Lucas. Yes. Which is a great name. Actually, I like the name Lucas. Right. I'm always like, and my very dear friend. The last name's wonderful, especially if you're a director. I know. My my very dear friend's son's name is Lucas. It's a yes. great name. However, when we were asking about that, I don't know how it got started, but the conversation was where the husband said, oh, yeah, no. He started calling him, he called him, um, he called him Pucus. I go, why would you call your own son Pucus? He says so. The kids at school when he when the kids at school do it, he he doesn't it and, doesn't bother him. And at this point in time, I think Lucas was like five or six. Yeah. I go, dude, that's so cruel and so mean. He go and he goes, well, I mean, he goes, and let's mucus. basic. He goes, Lucas, mucus, mucus. People are going to be mean, and I'm like, oh my god, you're hilarious. Yeah. Not in a good way either. So, yeah. but it but it's tough to get a name that's be, not it is, and sometimes people yeah so. sometimes people don't think they all right. Just don't. So anyway, I love the special tea that no one could drink. (laughs) I made the special tea. And of course, David's like, oh, bottoms up, everybody. Which is, wait. (laughs) You don't drink it. It's poison. Stop. It's poisonous tea for the for the you know communication. And he's like, yeah, well, I prefer Earl Grey, right. which was also very. He had a, everybody had really good zingers tonight, which were really funny. But what I thought was interesting is after the last time he had a cup of tea mm-hmm. and then went out and faced his fears like that, I would have been a little terrified to drink right. tea. Frankly, yeah, hold the hold the dark root. Please. Yeah, no, no dark root. What's funny is everyone's worried about the apples, but the tea, oh my God, <laughs> let's just down that. But I forgot about the dark root. See? Yeah. I would have been a little bit worried about drinking the tea. Old Charming at all. is just trusting. He, and yeah. that's the first time that they've all been there yeah. at Regina's house. Yeah. In the library where she and Emma first shared their mm-hmm. that whiskey or whatever it was, the hard liquor that Yeah, they, they got her in jail. That, yeah. And and of course David's been there by himself and mm-hmm, yeah. with the note mm-hmm. that was blank. Okay. Yeah. Then. And then Snow was there. <laughs> Snow was there but outside. She didn't go inside. Right, right. With the heart and all that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. So okay, so next we flash to Zelina. We, well, hold on. Oh. It was it was interesting. Just the 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 two edges of everything. Oh yeah, yeah. She said, you know, we have to. It's a deadly poison. This tea to for summoning the dark vortex. And she says, we have to talk to my mother. <laughs> and it was just th- this whole thing. You know, mothers and daughters, and probably mothers and sons, but mothers and daughters especially have this tumultuous relationship. Well, typically, there's, there's yeah. always some type of thing happening. It's hormones, and and it was funny. Just this whole double edged thing of we have to talk to my mother. Well, and yeah, oh, and and, yeah, and then Snow's face when she said that was not a happy look, right? And then Emma's face, while she, but I, which I noted while. She, 
uh, David and Mary Margaret were discussing baby names. She's just watching with amusement while they're trying to like, what about Ava after yeah. my mother? And, and then all of a sudden that's when, you know, Regina comes in with well, the Well, yeah. I, I said Ava as a boy. I go, well, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> boy named Sue. Boy named Sue. <laughs> or you could call Eva. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not go there. <laughs> all right. So she's like, how do you know it's going to be a boy? Yeah. Or it could be a girl. Which is, again, you know, a, t- a typical, very normal conversation for parents to be to have, which I think is really cute. Yes. It was funny. And she could probably ask on Facebook, what should I name my baby? <laughs> she could. All right. So Zelina had a box with the hilt of courage, the heart yep. from Regina, and an empty box for brains? Yep. Because she said she was going to pluck it out. Yeah, she did. Wow. She totally did. Crazy. But M- Monkey Boy Walsh there... Uh, He's jealous. Oh, he's very jealous. Is he's he in love jealous. with her? I, 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 I said before. Think so. I know. I, I'm just saying. I think he's falling. He in called love her beautiful. Yeah. Well, she he called him beautiful indeed. too. See. So maybe I don't know. I tell you, or he could be somebody else. So Rumple's not Zelina's doll to dress. He made no. that clear. No, and he looks so defeated there. Oh, yeah, my God. He looked yeah. just so sad. I just wanted to go crawl in the cage with him and just hug him. You know who looked more defeated was Hook. Hook in that scene in Regina's house looked <sighs> yeah. like just... And he just was depressed the whole episode, too. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So Zelina said you can be screaming in agony or a much more pleasant choice. Choose well, doll. Choose wisely, doll. Yeah. But what was interesting, she says, I'm not using the dagger, but I could. So right. she wasn't forcing him to have dinner with her. It reminded me very much of Beauty and the Beast, actually. In the actual cartoon, when the Beast... Mm-hmm pretty much demands that she have dinner and yeah, she refuses, yeah. but then she eventually does. And there's a, actually the other one um, very similar to this is uh, Captain Barbosa and um, Elizabeth Swan in mm-hmm. the first pirates when he wants her to wear the dress to dinner. That's, that's the other thing that reminded me of very much is that, you know, basically it's to put this on and she's like, no, I'm not going to wear it. And he goes, well, then you'll get sent to the, mm-hmm. uh, the men's quarters without any clothes on. Which reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Marion oh, yep. wearing the dress. Yep. She's captured. Yep. But he says, no, come have dinner with me. And he and wants her to wear the, the pretty absolutely. dress. Yeah. All right. So to talk and to... And actually, that was a very much a mirroring. The whole Zelina and Rumpel dinner thing is very much a mirroring. So we'll come back to that. Remind me of that. Well, let's talk about it now. I don't know if I can remember. Oh, Raiders. Okay. When she gets to the dinner. Yeah. She all of a sudden turns in that they drink more. True. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Promise. I'll remember. All right. So to talk to the dead in Once yep. Upon a Time, you need the murder weapon and the murderer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Snow had a very sad so. face on. I felt bad for her because she felt bad. You know she did. Yeah. You know? So the whole seance thing happens. She lights the candle and then the vortex opens, right? And then she starts yelling at Cora Cora you know talk you know mother the fireplace fire went out but the Mm -hmm. candle didn't right so is that how cora kind of came in is through the fireplace fire could be i i I don't know i i have a number of questions we'll get to but yeah the the vortex and the sounds reminded me a lot of the twilight zones tower of terror Mm, yeah and the spirits that you see Kind of yeah, a little, little bit red or the the that blue line. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then here's my question: Did Hook really bump the table? Well, let me let me talk about that. Okay. Do you remember who most famous famous person 
that went about debunking seances. Do you remember? Um, oh, sorry, my little Wikipedia. Famous <clears throat> magician. Um, um, uh, it's right there. Harry Houdini. Houdini. Yeah. Really? Yep. I was thinking somebody else. Nope. Oh, I did not realize that Houdini was the one who did that. He went around debunking all these seances. Wow. And so, because he learned all the tricks because he's a magician. So right. he he understood the whole thing about you cut the shoe around and somebody takes their foot yeah. out and grabs the bell and rings the bell right. and then puts their foot back in the shoe. It's like, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, they're ringing a bell from the great beyond. Or they'd have strings that they'd pull different things. And so, yeah. And so bumping the table reminded me of the whole Houdini seance debunking. And oh, I think it was the tip of the hat to that. So. Oh, it might have been. Interesting. So Cora was waiting for the prince at the crossroads. Yep. He did not arrive. She had the weirdest looking umbrella I've ever seen. Well, it was a very crudely made umbrella yeah, if you think yeah. about it. So Jonathan. Almost Asian in feel, actually. Yes. It was yes. very cool. And I don't mean really cool. any disrespect. No, I no, mean, no. it did not look like a. Well, it's not what we're used to. Right. So it was a, it was an, a, a well-made umbrella from. Just common objects. Yes. Okay, so there was Jonathan. Well, here's the funny thing. It took me a moment to realize that that wasn't the same day. I thought she just, because she kind of mm -hmm. walked and kept going. Yeah. And I thought she walked further ahead and then saw him standing there. And then they had the conversation and it's like two months had passed. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That was kind of crazy. So they met at a place that looks like the Palace of the Fine Arts thing. Uh, I don't know what like that's a, called. The, yeah. Montecito or something kind of no, rounded top Montecito thing. Montecito is a city near Santa Barbara. So anyway, no, palace, you're talking about the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco. Right. And there's, yes, the, there's the, the pergola. The, yeah. Okay, that. And there's also, there's a replica. Well. There's a copy of that at DCA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, there is. It's now Ariel's so, um, Undersea Adventure. There you go. Yeah. Connection as well. That's pretty cool. So I'm wondering what significance does that place hold? Because I'm pretty sure that's where uh, uh, Aurora and the prince were there at the beginning of the season huh. 3B. Interesting. So, um, that's where they were. I mean, I'm pretty it sure. Maybe the same spot. So it's real interesting if that is the case. Um, but what I did notice was he all of a sudden didn't speak in the same manner that he did when he was in the tavern. Mm -hmm. In the manner in the tavern he had a very cultured, very polished, you know, very educated manner of speech. And then he was kind of blah, 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 rough and whatever and rah, 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 when he was talking to her and I'm like, "Oh, well alrighty then." Yeah. Clearly I, he is a fake. Right. And so she finds out Cora finds out that he's the gardener. Well, she looks down at his boots and sees that they're all muddy and that right. he's clearly wearing the dress of a gardener. And she, what's interesting is <clears throat> she. He even looked like a pirate. He almost looked like a pirate yeah. to me. He had very similar pirate party clothes. She said, you lied to me. You took my heart, my virtue, my good name. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, 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 wait. He took her what? Her heart? Really? Well, Really? 
her heart. I mean, I know she said that in, you know, whatever. He took her virtue. I almost mm-hmm. wanted to say really to that, too, because well, she was willing to, you know, jump into bed with him, you know, after like a week or so of knowing him and getting engaged to him in a matter of five minutes. Well, her he, good name. What good name? She called said her. Herself. Well, no, he called her a new name and it starts with an H and is rarely heard. Yeah, I know. Harlot's a harlot. Exactly. But so. but did she really have a good name before that? Didn't seem like she did. I wonder what kind of conversations that kids and their parents are going to have after this episode. Yeah, Mama, probably. what's a harlot? Yeah, probably. Wow. You never know. So, Harlot's a very biblical term, too. By it way. is. It anyway, is. But what I have a question about. Okay, so let's go back to him for one half a second. He's the gardener. Mm-hmm. Okay? And right. he is Zelina's father. Right. So, is there something special about him, do you think, that will play into how she got her powers? Or is that something that's going to be how they will defeat her? Because, I mean, I'm thinking in terms of, you know, The Wizard of Oz, the book, and the movie, the which, you know, house drops on one of them, and the other one you douse with water. Well, clearly not in this case, but is there something, you know, horticulturally related that can defeat, like, some sort of you know, poison or what? I don't know. Well, you know, we, we've had magic beans. Right. And we've had Tiny who grew a garden of beans. Right, right. I don't know if there's a connection there, but that's the only kind of gardening I've seen in this show. Johanna had, she was planting trees and stuff. That was sort of gardening. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, or no, not trees, uh, the snowdrops. Right. True. Yep. yep. So that is other gardening. So that's interesting because, you know, is that going to come into play? So that was just a question I had. So she basically says, okay, I'm with child. And he goes, you're never going to find me. And she goes, if I, since you're not a prince, there is a real prince. And when I tell him, how is he going to feel about this? (laughs) And, you know, give me enough to support this child. And his response was, good luck finding me. Right. right. <laughs> he was really rough, and then he pushed her down. I thought that was really harsh. Mm-hmm. And I was at first, I thought, okay, maybe this is where she's going to actually, unfortunately, have a miscarriage. And then that's when we'll find yeah. out that this isn't really Zelina's father at all, and it's yeah. not Zelina, but it really turned out to be that way. You know, the one thing I, you know, and we've talked about it already in this episode, is even the evil characters have their good Parts, good yeah. side, yeah. And but Leopold was always a good soul. He yeah. was always a good guy. Yeah. And there, yeah. there have been a number of people that are just all good. But wait, wait. I have a question. Back up one mm-hmm. little second here before we get into the whole Leopold coming up. She yells out, "Guards, guards! Right. There's a scoundrel in the garden." Yes. Why is she in the royal garden? I do not know. Why would there be guards in a regular garden? Wouldn't that would be the regu- that would be the royal garden? How would she wander onto the royal garden? I don't know. That'd be an interesting question. I would like to have answered. Yeah. And and you know, so maybe he stole that from the prince, the the handkerchief. Yeah. And he probably works for the prince. Well, he so does. Again, That's what I'm saying. You know, he seems to be a royal gardener for prince the, and the for pauper, the family. And maybe that's he's a brother. Ended. I don't know. Um, so. I, I my guess is the prince or the queen or somebody dropped it and mm-hmm. he picked it up and yeah. just kept it and that's been his. Or he was hurt at some point in time and they gave it to him to wipe his brow or whatever and so he's cleaned it up and now it it seems that 
It's a it's a babe magnet, basically. Oh, yeah. It's like a Mustang. Okay. <laughs> so, vroom, vroom. All right. So let us continue. Yeah. So then back at Regina's house. Wait, wait. No, no, no. The whole Prince Leopold thing. Okay. The whole thing is he was really, really kind yes, to her even yes. back then. Yeah. And then she's still sitting on the ground, won't look at him, and he and he goes, what happened? You know, what's going on? And she's like, it was nothing. It was a bandit. He took everything I had. Right. Yeah. Which, again, I mean, I guess in her case, I, I, I'm I'm struggling to find sympathy for her. I'm sorry, but okay. I'm really struggling to find sympathy for her. Because she didn't really have much of a heart. She wasn't very kind. She was ambitious trying to get ahead. Yes. In whatever means she could do it. She was but, willing okay. to she was willing to right. she was willing to to do whatever it took to get ahead. But but wait a minute. And he she didn't have a good name to begin with. He lied to her. I know he lied he to her. If he was telling the truth, we would not be having this conversation. Right. And she would have succeeded in her plan. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I get where you're coming from, but I mean it wouldn't it it we wouldn't be in this situation if he hadn't lied to her. Right. But then, so, again, if he hadn't lied to her, she wouldn't have gotten herself into trouble right. the way she and, did. And that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. And, yeah. So but I, if I, she, even if he had, even though he did lie to her, if she had said, "Come, I'll, I'll wait for you two right, weeks, come back, right. then, then that would have been a different story. And maybe he would never have come back. He would have just skipped out and she would have been like really sad. And Oh, the conversations I at know, home tonight after I the episodes. Know, wow. I know. Can you but imagine? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, when she's sitting there on the ground and she's, you know, and I, and I feel bad that she, that he shoved her to the ground. That was not okay. That was, no matter how much I dislike her, uh-huh. that's not okay right. to do to anybody. But I like the fact that he said, allow me to try. I'm Prince Leopold. And if I were her, I would have turned and looked. And I, But see, again, she was just so dazzled by royalty, mm-hmm. wanting to become queen. That mm-hmm. was her whole goal in life. Yep. So that being the case... She just willingly went with him. I'm going. What if the? What if he was another big fat liar? Which we know he wasn't. But what right. if he had been? She just willingly just went and didn't even think twice about it. Which I'm thinking to myself. Ugh. Anyway, okay, so we're we're gonna start to kind of skip ahead forward. We're almost at an hour now. Are you kidding me? No. Nice. I have so, so much to say. I understand. Anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll try and type up your notes as well as my. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I have a bunch of notes, so I don't yeah. know about the door disappearing. I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, I don't know. I, was that Cora? Was really Did confused. Regina? Well, here's the thing. My oh. thinking was is that because uh, Regina closed it up to protect her and Snow because Snow stayed behind to help her out. I don't know. Do you think that's possible? I think that's possible. It it f- from the blue around it, it looked like it was part of that whole kind of. Dark Possibly, vortex thing but, or something. Uh, it was hard to say. But I love the fact that Snow said, I'm going to stay back and talk to Regina. And she's like, I'm not in the mood for a heart to heart. And then Snow yes. said, um, I'm not sure that's physically possible right now. And then Regina, Regina is kind of, you know, okay, that was pretty funny. It was a really nice start to their, you know, towards being, a, a, you know, friendly, towards yep. them being very friendly. So, all anyway. right. So Cora said, What's the use of having power if you can't choose who to wed? So I think that was part of. 
Leopold's problem as well is he was forced into it. Well, yes, so. that was definitely true. That was absolutely true. So, but what I wanted to point out is she she very seductively builds a fire, mm-hmm. helps oh, yeah. build a fire, and gets him to blow on the kindling. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like that whole thing of I need your help. No, she really didn't because she had she knew how to do it. But she it was that way to seduce him, right. which again made me dislike her even more. Well, you can't build a fire. And then the conversation, right. And then the conversation, and she finds out that Princess Ava was promised to him from Princess Ava's birth. So she's a little bit younger than he is, clearly. And which reminds me of Sleeping Beauty in the actual Sleeping Beauty movie. The little Prince Philip is like five years old when Aurora is born. And so he, they're betrothed to each other the minute she's born. So it kind of reminded me of that whole situation. All right. Snow said, I want to apologize, Regina, for Cora. For and then Regina said murdering her. Yeah, she said right. Yeah, and Snow basically says she thinks about it every day. Yeah, and she does. Regina said so do I. And when I do think about it, I remember that she did kill your mother. Yeah. So I'll admit that it's complicated. Yeah. And you know that was big of Regina. Those are huge. these are huge reveals. Huge. And Snow said thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then Regina said I'm realizing that my mother walled off a lot of her life from me. Yep. She wasn't the warmest of she wasn't the warmest mother and she just kept kind of going on and and I think she was crying and very emotional while she was saying it. Everybody has a point where they come to a place and they say my parents weren't perfect. Right. And you can do one of two things with that. Yep. You can carry it with you. Yeah. And and let it fester and and let it kill you from the inside. You can say I let him go. I, I, I let it go. I, I don't want to carry this around anymore. Yeah. You know, because you will find, <laughs> whether you want to or not, that you are like your parents. The DNA carries all kinds of different and things. And DNA and also and, the way you're raised. And the way you're raised. And and so, I mean, this is really big grown-up stuff. It is. Just... And and uh, Regina, so. it was very cathartic, I think, yeah. for Regina to admit that you know, while she knew this stuff, for her to say it out loud was was a big thing. Like you said, it was really yep. huge. So when they walked down the hall to this magical room, that because well, they heard the noise, of she stairs, never which went the, in. Which, by the way, sounded like a spinning wheel to me when I heard okay. it. I'm like, oh, that sounds like Rumpel's spinning wheel. So it reminded me a lot of Poltergeist. If mm. you've never seen Poltergeist, it's a very scary film. Yeah, uh, made in the '80s by Toby Hooper and mm-hmm. uh, Spielberg produced it. Very, very frightening film about uh, yeah. a haunted house, and also the the ghost of of Cora looked like the ghost from Raiders of the Lost Ark to me, mm. and uh, kind of remind, reminded me of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Haunted Mansion, yep. But what I found interesting is that the ghost of Cora was the young Cora and not the one that died right. recently. So it's kind of like a Jedi ghost in, in where it kind of, of goes back a little bit in your better Kind days. of like yeah, um, yeah. Titanic Rose Yeah, at yeah. the end. So Cora even spins in her afterlife. She doesn't Apparently get a break. Spins. Nope. So one of the funniest scenes, I mean, amidst <laughs> everything else, was Emma's magic. You know, when she's closing her eyes and it disappears, she goes, Boom! Granny's to go. Granny's to go. <laughs> I should open a franchise. franchise. Yeah, that was yeah. Awesome. And you know, and then she made uh, hooks hook hang up on hang the up on one of the lights. Lights, and then and then the giggle was just a little bit too mischievous. Yeah, it was very. Um, it was almost 
slightly evil a little bit. And he gets he gets mad at well he doesn't he gets frustrated with her and says it's bad form, Swan, tampering with a man's hook. Yeah, don't stop messing so, around. Stop messing around. So. Basically, and she's like, "What's up with you?" But then he's like, "I'm sorry, it's a long story, too long for now." And then all of a sudden, boom, there's Bell. But but <clears throat> what did Hook do before Bell showed up? Uh, he took a drink. Oh, he's yeah. back to the rum. Oh, dude, I didn't even notice that. Uh, yeah, oh. sad soul, oh, sad Hook. soul. So tortured. I hate that. I so, love him in pieces. So the one thing I did want to point out is Adam and Eddie are are not really shy about this point, but Belle has discovered secrets by research and books. Yep. I do not think that that's some type of real kind of buried, veiled nope. point. They really want to focus on that. Is yeah. that books and research is very, very important. And so right. without Bell, I mean, if you, there's even a comment yeah. that that. Uh, Charming said, "Maybe Bell knows. Yeah. See, Bell's an important part of yeah. what's going on She's here. So important. she ran in and said, I know what's going on.' Yeah, I know exactly what's going on. So, yeah, that was really, uh, really neat, actually. Yeah, that was. So Zelina in the scene at the dinner table. Zelina oh. has some type of dress on, sort of. Uh, oh no, it's fabulous dress, wow. and it's black. And by the way, I loved her comment." Mm-hmm. You should have a woman dress you more often. Yeah, I went. Yes, please. I will volunteer. Wow. I will happily volunteer. I will be happy to be that his di- dresser. Yeah, that dinner it was hard for me to focus. <laughs> I tried to write it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so her secret is to go back in time. Well, the whole conversation was very, very fun. I mean, yeah. she's like, he's like, how much civility will I have to endure? And she's like, oh, you know, the dagger isn't, didn't bring you here. He's all, yeah, but I'm not here for the boiled peas. And so she's like, yeah, you're here for my secret. And he, and she's like, why a heart, a brain, and courage, and a baby? And he goes, and more to the point, why is it of any interest to me? And he says, and she says, because my secret will reunite you with your son, right? Your long lost son. And he's like, he's not lost. She goes, she. He said, he's dead. You watched him die. And she's like, okay, he's waiting for you. And he says, no, that's not possible. He's dead. Right. And she said, not where, it's when. And that's when she reveals that she's going to change the past. She's going to, you know, cast a time travel spell. So. And and he was saying that, you know, no one's done that. We've had right. spells like this forever. It goes against and fundamental then, laws of magic. Yep. And so, but the the end of that scene was, I wondered if Rumpel had bought into her plan. Well, at this point in time, I so. didn't know if he had or not, because he said, she said, magic doesn't fail. People fail. Laws um, are broken by someone, need to be broken by someone who's superior. Right. And then he says, she says, um, when I go back, I can bring you with me. And he's like... um, to maybe not ever give up my son. Right. And that's when I thought, okay, either he's going to, he's mm. either buying into this because he's that selfish, but I, I didn't think he would actually truly buy into it. But here's my question. If she's going to take his brain, how in the world is he going to go back with her? Right. Right. That's not possible. Unless, much like the heart, you take it out, unless you crumble it into tiny dust, right. you know, what, you control their thoughts? I don't know. That's really bizarre. Uh, yeah. So anyway. we, we go back to Regina's <laughs> house and we have Cora Geist <laughs> flying around. Yep. And then we have 
Regina doing her Ghostbuster stream. Right. And she's really upset because she's like, hey, how is this even possible? Because this is supposed to be only open for a short time, right. you know, so for talking. So what's going on? So, and... and then Snow says, it's me. Cora sensed my presence and found a way to bleed through to our world. Hence the title of the show, yeah. which I thought was interesting. And then all of a sudden, Regina zaps him to the library again. And then Cora follows down there and she's like, I can't hold her off. I can't hold her off forever. Mm-hmm. So we went back to the reuniting, if you will, of this Prince Jonathan, quote unquote, and Cora. Right. While well, she's admiring her ruby and gold yeah. ring. So he's uh, he mentioned, Jonathan mentioned, it turned into gold after all. Yeah. And she said, you have a brain the size of a pixie. And she said <laughs> something that she will repeat later on in her life. She said, you will bow down to pull the weeds at my feet. And bow down was one of those terms that she wanted yep. everybody to do yep. and at the palace. Yes. And that's really how when she met Henry. She and Rumpel mm-hmm. yeah. right, started working on the straw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had yeah. their, their ghost moment where they're both spinning and he was talking about tell me the 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 memory that drives you and it was right. making them all bow down and crush their knees or something like yeah. that on the cold floor. Yeah, yeah. So, so he wanted to see if the commoner who said um yes to the prince is the same one who said yes to me several times in yeah. one night. It's it was rather the- impressive. And I was like, wow, really? Yeah. Wow. He is really kind of a jackass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I have to say that. He really was. He was yeah. nice looking, but he was a jackass. Yeah. And she was just as big a fool for falling for him. Anyway. All right. So Zelina's father blackmailed Cora to keep oh, that wait. secret. When she said to him, in two days, I'll be a princess and you'll be pulling weeds at my feet. Right. He said, ah, oh, you've been practicing in front of the mirror. Is that a nod to her future being shoved uh, into one hmm. and using mirrors, Regina using mirrors as a form of communication? Interesting. Yeah. 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 And he asked exactly for what she asked for when she mm-hmm. first saw him when she was two months, you know, when she first saw him again after the two months. So it's right. kind of like a slap in the face. So let's skip ahead a bit. Regina was trying to hold Cora back, and oh, I dude. wondered where Emma was. Dude. Again, Emma's no, away. They were, they were off doing whatever they were doing. Right. But I thought it was interesting because Regina was pissed off that Cora was trying to get to Snow. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. She was totally, you know... She's defending her. Well, let me let me get to this first. Is Snow told Cora? She goes, Cora, I'm sorry again. Yeah, yeah. another apology. apology. I mean, yeah. this is yeah huge moments tonight. Yeah. yeah, of really sincere expressions of man, I'm sorry, I yeah, blew yeah. it, and you know, it's it kind of gets back to when you have the opportunity to say what you need to say, to somebody, you need to say it. Hard advice. Yeah. Not oh, easily yeah. done. No, no it's But not. anyway, and, and yeah. then also it gets back to what uh, you were talking about is Regina was just, if she wants to kill you, she's got to go through me. And I think that is a huge jump for Regina. Oh, that yeah. Is hu- you know, and, and they talk about her. it later. Yeah, they do. Just, you know, all this, all these years. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I was trying to kill you. It was it kind just, of, yeah. Oh my god! So it's it's a huge thing, and I thought it was really interesting that you know Snow was just kind of like taken aback by that because mm-hmm. she's so used to Regina always trying to kill her that you know at this point she, having Regina defend her and protect her yeah. that was huge. Right. It was massively huge. Um, I you know I just love that. Now Cora stepping into Snow's body that mm-hmm. was pretty ding dang crazy. And for like, a minute I thought she was gonna like. Speak through snow. Right. It was like, like like the movie Ghost. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. I was like, <gasps> that was kind of creepy and weird. And so, in a way, it was kind of like the old Graham touching the wolf, getting yeah. those flashes of things. Yeah, the same type of thing. Yeah. where Snow now knows all the past. Right, she about knows the Zelina now. Yeah, yeah. And so, as a matter of fact, I don't know why. But I think that's why she kept trying to get to Snow. It wasn't to yeah, kill yeah. Snow. No. But it was trying to give Snow. her all that information. Right. That's why she was she slugged Regina she, aside oh, yeah. to she get her out of the her, way. She slapped her and pushed her away. So, and, then, and then Regina, of course, thinking that she was attacking her, trying to take over her body and yeah. kill Snow. She goes, hold on. I'm not going to let you go. And then she then that's when she kind of shoves mom into the vortex. So now we see. That's actually a little bit later. Yeah. So we see Cora and Leopold, and she's like. Cora apologizes to Leopold. My love, my love. Really? Are you sure about that? I'm so sorry for the terrible trouble that this lie has brought upon you. Big fat liar. And she said there is no baby. But then Emma comes in and spills all the beans. You mean Ava? Ava. And she said the Miller's daughter is a worthless liar. Right. So. And then she calls her, you awful child. Right. Which is what she referred to her as a child mm-hmm. when she and Rumpel got together. And and it was kind of, I felt a minute like I was in one of those police dramas with a drug dealer. He said, check her pockets. Well, yeah, it was that whole yeah. funny. She goes, oh, that's just an invention of a jealous brat who yeah. would say anything to marry you. Really? Check her pockets. And then when yeah. they find when he finds it and he goes, there's nothing more to be said, and he walks away, she's like, don't let me go. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of an interesting, you know, don't let me go. Was flip of uh, what Neil said. He yeah. said, let me go. Yeah, it was very uh, much flip. So, so, so were those jewels planted in her pocket? No, no she stole, she took them okay, because she was going right. to go meet the gardener. All right. The jerky to gardener. To pay him off. To yeah, pay him okay. off. Silence, hush money. Right. And then Ava, of course, you know, said this, which I thought was really interesting. Today your heart breaks, but a worthy wife will give you the child you deserve. One that will be pure pure as snow yep and then that's when regina started pulling her out and then that's when emma david bell and and hook run back in and watch basically watch regina send core back to the underworld well i was it was interesting pulling out a ghost from snow is like pulling out a shadow yeah kind of it was kind of like neverland so i'm seeing here and there a lot of well some similarities between this 3b and 3a yeah and and so Anyhow, but uh, yeah, and then I wrote, Bell always finds secrets in books and research, so we really yeah. see that. Yeah. So we find that uh, Cora was forced to give up Zelina. Right. That's kind of well, a... Well, the interesting part is, you know, of course, Regina's trying to get Snow to say whatever she knows, because Snow says, no, she's trying to communicate, but then she's super weak and she can't finish, and David's like, you need to... We need to call the doctor. And she's like, no, we need to find out what's going on right now. We need to know because we've got to defeat Zelina. And then it's like, no, Belle explains. She's like, look, her plan is time travel. And then right. that's when they, and then Emma looks kind of worried at that point in time. 
And then Regina says, no one's ever cast that spell. And then they all start talking until Snow says, you know, look, she's going back to kill my mother. And then they all realize that that means if that's the case, then Emma, Snow, um, Regina, and Henry. And if you rearrange the letters, it spells the word hers, Hmm. H-E-R-S, Emma, Henry, Regina, Snow. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're never born, what, what what does that mean? Right. So David figures out that the baby is the key to mm-hmm. why this never worked. Yep. So then that's why Aurora, I, that's why then I started thinking, I go, wait a minute, that's why Aurora was freaked out about her baby. Yep. Zelina was trying to get, maybe trying to get it and probably had to give up because that's why they're all back in the storybook because she may have kind of uh, needed to encourage somehow Snow to get pregnant in the Enchanted Forest hmm. in order to have the baby because obviously that's the key and not just any baby will do. It's got to be there's something about Snow and Charming's baby and I don't know if it's born of pure love like Emma was. I don't right. know what that's all about but this is going to be real interesting. So so Cora told Zelina life is cruel and full of trials. Right. Right. And Full of betrayal. Yeah. Full yeah. of betrayal. And then she's like, now I must give you a way to give me my best chance. And we've heard best chance a whole lot. I understand that. But do you hear that? That is the, why mm-hmm. I just absolutely cannot yeah. stand Cora. I mean, even even more than I didn't like her before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about giving Zelina her best chance. It was about her. Right. Everything's about her. Selfish, 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 selfish. She never cared about Regina the way she should have. She only wanted to use Regina. In fact, that's what I was going to say earlier is when she said to Leopold earlier, she said, you know, gosh, what's the use of having all this power if you can't decide whom to marry or whom to wed? And then she turns around and does not give Regina her own freedom to choose who to marry. She forces her not only to marry against her will, she forces her to marry the guy she almost married. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really twisted when you think about it. Yeah. Cora's a messed up person. No mm-hmm. wonder Zelina's just such a hot little mess. All right. So, Rumple and Zelina. Oh. Now, again, I've said before, you know, let, let's, let's talk about the whole family friendliness. That was some scene. Holy cow. That, that was, was some a, scene. Very steamy. Very, so, very steamy. I mean... Anyway, it reminded me a lot of uh, a James Bond film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love the fact that he starts off, and the minute he said this, I went, oh, he's so going to mess with her head now. I love it. He's going to mess with her head. And he said, thank you. And she's like, and then he starts apologizing. And then he says, you know, a gentleman always makes amends for his failings and that's when he starts kissing her neck and i'm like oh my sweet lord i just wow and then and then he's just ugh, Mm -hmm. and she's getting into it and she's like just like oh my because remember she was in love with him right and so for him to all of a sudden really like return that affection and Mm -hmm. with a vengeance and oh my good mommy 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 he holy cow robert is amazing Mm -hmm. because you Earlier in this, in the whole, you know, episode, he's just this sad, very defeated, very dejected, just really kind of very rumpled looking and not rumple, rumple, but right. very uh, unkempt. And now he's like hot, sexy man. And he is like seducing her. And I'm going, oh, man. And Rumbell fans need to not worry because he loves Belle. Sure. He, it was, there Absolutely. was an ends. It was a means to an end, not there's nothing yeah. going on, but he is so good at it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my good gravy!" Yeah, that was quite, um, quite awesome. Anyway, 
So. Okay. So Snow mentioned Dr. Whale, so he's still around. We're done with that scene? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not done with that scene because then she get, he she's like hey I, she gets mad when she realizes right. that he went after the dagger and that's the only thing you were after is the, the dagger mm-hmm. and i hope you enjoyed the taste because you've just squandered your last chance to be with your son you know and she's like you know what he goes you know what he gave his life and to honor him i have to kill you and then she goes back in your cage doll and right. then she waves him mm-hmm. away and then he walks out the door and she starts crying i'm like oh boohoo she's crying so sad oh poor zelina yeah she's so sad so regina and snow had again one of the coolest conversations yeah and it started out with whale clearing her and yeah, the baby right and of course um she has. She she said there's a surprising tolerance um, the human body has for ghost possession, and he said I have a strong placenta, which again, came, somehow came out creepy, which uh, I thought again, was hilarious. I mean, what kind of conversations are families going to have after this episode? I Mom, know. what's the placenta? I mean, okay then. All right, all right. Good luck. <laughs> I wish. But the, I, I wish was, you all good luck. I loved that it was kind of like under her breath, which somehow kind of came out creepy. It's like I thought that was hilarious. Biology one hundred and one and different ways to handle getting engaged. And yeah, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All yep. right, everybody. Yep. So, so Regina right. says to her, yeah. "It's amazing. You have a much better." And she used a different word relationship with my mother than i did mm. and you killed her right which i thought was also a pretty kind of a funny zinger but at the same time very true and then um it was just the whole thing was a great reconciliation conversation absolutely and and there was a point where regina told snow i'm sorry you had to learn she had such darkness in her past i mean yeah th- these are huge leaps for regina Oh my gosh! And well, and uh, the fact uh, that Snow man. said, "You know, look, you need to. You, I've seen everything that's li- that life has thrown at you." And she's like, "Yeah, but she holds my heart. What hope do I have for any kind of happiness?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "Are you kidding me?" She says, "You fight against the darkness every day, and yeah. you feel things deeply with your whole soul. Soul. Don't let anything hold you back. You shouldn't let anything hold you back." I thought it was a great conversation. It was very much a a. a friendship a very yeah. deep bond that they've formed and you and i know you know uh, facebook has many passionate people yes it does and As does they fe- yes and they feel things very passionately yes very strongly and i would say with their soul with their yeah. whole being yeah and you know snow validated regina yeah she did when she said you know I get you. I understand you. I know you. And which uh, I it was just was, so, which, so good. You know, which if you think about it, to know me is to love me. Yeah. And that's a very right. popular saying. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And the fact that she said, I know you and I know you have this strength in you. Yeah. I mean, that was, that to me was a very, um, Kind of similar to "As You Wish" from mm-hmm. Prince's Bride, when he would yeah. say "As You Wish," it was he was really saying "I love you," and I think that was really what Snow was trying to convey to Regina without coming out and you know like overwhelming her with it. Is just look, I know you, I love you, I you know you are my friend. She's always cared about her. She always wanted to have a relationship with her, and um, so I think it was really important that she had that conversation. And I think it was empowering for Regina mm-hmm. to hear that because again, Regina has you know just. She's been through the ringer. Right. 
So the the interesting thing is Regina really didn't want to have this this conversation with Snow. Initially, no, she she's like, didn't. you know what? I really don't. I, I you don't have to stay. I don't really. What's have there time. to talk about? And but it wasn't like end, she wasn't forceful about it. So there was really right. that whole, you know, uh, I I think she wanted to have it, but she didn't want to inconvenience Snow, Snow or admit because I think Regina still struggles with admitting that she needs people. You know, and, and she's had little conversations like she's talked to Emma and and different things and kind yeah. of it's almost like a 12 step kind of making amends through one at a time. And I, I thought it was just fascinating. And, of course, that that discussion through the episode with Snow. Yeah really kind of unlocked that last scene. Oh, it totally Robin. did. Oh, it ab- so. well, and again, I think it started with Zelina saying you never take the opportunity. Right, you never yeah. go for yeah. you never, you know, try for and even though that was Zelina trying to zing her, I think that was a beginning of a catalyst that actually prompted her to move forward and to actually try to have this. And I think, you know, she, she the whole fact that Robin, you know, apologized to her and Right. You know that that just the whole episode. Oh my god, it was so epic! It was so great. incredible. It, it was it was a great kiss, and it was a oh, classic dude, woman grabbing the guy. Oh yeah, because he's apologizing. He's like, "Look, I'm really sorry." You mm-hmm. know, I tried to let, and she's like, basically without even saying it, just said, "Shut up," and right. just kissed him. Oh, that was awesome! And then she pulls apart, and she's kind of looking at him like, "Oh crap, did I just like?" do that and then he kind of goes in and it's even hotter it was a better kiss oh my god it fits her personality because i she is not the kind of person where a guy just leans over and kisses no 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 no. but i love that it was that she initiated and he was like oh oh yeah oh yeah and he was very much into it at the end there too and i was like I cheered loudly in the yep. in the WonderCon when I saw that. That was awesome. I also cheered just as loud last or tonight watching the episode again. It was very interesting watching this episode at WonderCon with a mm-hmm. room full of people. Yeah. And when Snow and Regina were having a conversation early on and they were and basically apologizing and yeah. discussing, yeah. you you could hear a few kind of hushed like yes. It was so neat. Yeah. To, yeah. to hear that and um but it was pretty epic but yeah you know we love regina we want regina to be happy and i know that some are not happy with this section right and this storyline story at yeah. this point right yeah. now regina looks happy to me oh my and, gosh and we're following the show yeah and this is where the show is going yeah. and that's where we're at so Look, there. Like I've said, and I think I said this before. You know, uh, with Tamara, I didn't like Tamara at all. I wanted her gone, dead, gone. Cora, I didn't care two pins for Cora. I wanted her gone, dead. But with Zelina, it's not that I want her dead. I want her to find a goodness. I want her to yeah. find something good yeah. and be happy about something. And um, Regina, I've always wanted her to find something good to be happy about and have happy, especially after you know seeing you know episodes like The Stable Boy. Um, and even the doctor, I still want her to be happy. I want her to find happiness because I think she she deserves that. She didn't deserve to have what happened to her happen. Mm-hmm. She was manipulated by her mother, who was yep. just a horrible, awful person. So, um, yeah, this is definitely Regina very happy, and you can see she is very happy. And she's you know she's a little scared about it, but at the same time, you can tell she is very much 
um, embracing this and willing to, to take a chance. And I think it's really cool that she gets this opportunity. All right. We are long and we are going to wrap it up. People will forgive us for that. Yeah. We are going to wrap it up at this point. I want to thank everyone. New listener, old listener. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening, for finding us. However you found us and please help us spread the word. Tweet while you listen, if you don't mind. And I want to send big love out to everybody. Thank you so much for joining or continuing on with us during this really cool journey. And we will be talking at you uh, during the main show. So take care, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. In the heart of the Midwest, a mystery is brewing. I want you to explain to me why a federal agency would issue a report for a boy who died 32 years ago. In the heart of a family, faith is being tested. The DNA test came back. Jacob is your son, Mr. Lex. In the heart of the listeners, questions will rise. Did I die? Did we all die? Noodle Mix Network, in partnership with MediaVoiceOvers.com, proudly present the one podcast that will get to the heart of what it truly means to be alive. Join Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs for Resurrection Revealed. Watch ABC's Resurrection, then subscribe to get to the heart of each episode. Follow on Twitter at Resurrection Pod and listen all season at ResurrectionRevealed.com. Battlemates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ready eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>